Hello there and welcome to Talent and Growth, the podcast dedicated to all things talent attraction and talent retention. I'm your host, Paul Church, and this is episode 92. We are just four weeks away from episode 100. Can you believe it? 100 episodes of me talking about talent acquisition. It's been a great ride. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for being with me on it. Um, Today, we are joined by uh, Isabel McParland. And Isabel is the people and talent acquisition partner at a very interesting business, BVNK. Uh, BVNK have been around uh, a little while, but they've been on a real growth journey these last uh, couple of years, particularly the last 12 months, actually. So it's really interesting to hear about how they have managed to maintain their integrity around putting culture at the center of their hiring. Um, So some really interesting stuff here. Um, Certainly some tips, I think, which we could all think about for the businesses we work in and with. Um, Just a really enjoyable conversation with Isabel um, and great to hear about the journey BVNK have been on and are going on. Um, So without further ado, um, here's Isabel. Hope you enjoy the episode. And please remember, like, share, review us, um, share us with a friend, help us grow the movement. Really appreciate you listening. As always, here we go. Isabel, welcome to Talent and Growth. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. And you? Really good, thanks. Really good. It's great to have you here. And uh, look, as always, a great place to start would be, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a bit about um, your background, your journey and what you do now. Absolutely. So I think my journey started off at my undergrad and postgrad. So I did um, my undergrad and postgrad in clinical psychology um, and loved it, but really um, wanted to take that more into the business world. So that's sort of how I ended up in HR. Um, I started my career off um, working in HR in a sort of financial consulting um, business um, in London and loved it. Um, but it was very corporate um, and I think I just was itching for a role that would allow me to sort of do a bit more um, and bring a bit more to the table so that's where BVNK comes in and they approached me and asked if I wanted to come and sort of get involved in their HR and recruitment team Um, and I did. Um, I joined BVNK at the beginning of last year. Um, it was still very much in the startup phase. Um, we only had 30 employees, so completely different business to what I'm working in today, um, but still great and fun, sort of different challenges that came with it. Um, so yeah, I've been working with the business for nearly two years. Um, we have been involved in sort of doing all of the sourcing, interviewing, um, onboarding, training, HR-related stuff for all employees um, that have joined um, the business since I started. So it's been great. I've been recruiting for all different roles um, across the board, um, tech, non-tech, marketing, um, compliance, um, commercial, so all different, which has been great because that gives you such exposure to sort of the whole business, which is what I've loved, sort of really, really getting to know um, the business and how it works um, and the different people um, and hiring managers within the team. So that's been fab. Um, and yeah, I mean, for the most of it, it was just me and my manager, um, which has been great fun. Um, but we have, um, our team has now grown to about six. So sort of moving um, to the next stage of our growth. So that sort of brings us to today. Fantastic. And what, what, what kind of journey has the business been on then this year? Just tell us a bit more about kind of how you've scaled and what, what, that, what that's looked like. Yeah, so we we've scaled hugely. Um, we de- last year I'd say we were really in the the startup phase, and this year I'd say we were much more into the sort of scale up phase. Um, so last year we went from well, when I started we had thirty, and now uh, and then 
sort of towards the end of the year we were at 75 um, and then this year so in 2022 we've gone from um, 75 to just over 160. Um, so in terms of internal headcount we've really scaled um, but also as like business we've really scaled I think like our products have really come far we've got our first regulations um, and licenses um, and you know we're sort of um, have really planted great foundations for more growth to come um, so yeah this, this year has really been making sure we bring bringing in top talent um, to really take our growth to the next level um, We've definitely done that. <laughs> um, our teams have grown considerably. Um, but throughout all of that, um, we sort of are biggest. And I think the thing we're most proud of throughout all of that growth is building the culture that we have today, which has been, um, which is something that, you know, is hugely like noticeable throughout the business. Gotcha. Makes sense. And what, what's the, what's the big objectives for 2023? Yes, so it's a good question. Actually, we just had our all hands um, on Friday um, after our QBR. So, um, sort of lots and exciting of exciting things coming next year. Um, I think uh, more growth, obviously. Um, that's both sort of internal and external. So, like internally, obviously, headcount's going to continue to grow, and um, bringing on more of our rock star talents, which um, is great. Um, so I think probably the headcount towards the end of next year will be around 300, um, but also like growth externally. So um, merchants, licenses, entities, like sort of growing um, our global presence um, is also sort of on the cards. So, um, yeah, and obviously sort of next year looking to go through Series B too. So lots and lots of fun things on, um, on the cards for next year as well. Fantastic. Well, and I think I think it's important we put that context in place around the, the journey you've gone on and continue to go on in terms of your headcount, um, because today we're putting culture at the centre of our hiring, and we're going to delve more into this. So, but what do we mean by this? What do we mean putting culture at the centre of our hiring? What, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think um, throughout sort of the entire process, um, you know, it's been very apparent from day one that having the right skills is important, and there's like no two ways about that it's important you have to have the right skills to do a job but having the right attitude is essential um and that's something that we have is like a non-negotiable for us um you know you have to have the right attitude um towards sort of working and have sort of similar values um and really want i guess the growth um that we want in you too um and, and that's something that we prioritize over everything else so um, with that we've managed to grow sort of um a culture sort of very fast paced um you know culture that allows our, the people who work for us to really thrive um but in order for that to happen we have to have sort of the right people come into the business in the first place um so i mean you know, this is something that we prioritize at every stage of our growth. So um, every stage of our hiring, sorry. So um, at every um, interview stage, um, culture is assessed. Um, and that's by every single individual who does the interviewing. Um, and in order to be a successful candidate, you have to have sort of passed all of those um, sort of cultural um, things that, that go on throughout the interviews. And um, so we either have like absolute yeses where we cannot wait for individuals to start. Like we want them to start as soon as possible, or we, or, or unfortunately, they they don't um, come and work for us. But um, with that, we sort of um, explain it that we don't just want sort of culture fits. We don't want people just to fit into our culture. We want culture ads. So people who 
um, in interviews, I think it's always very apparent in an interview when, when culture is important, isn't it? Like, you know, you have, you have candidates who it's the first question they ask is, what is BBNK's culture? Um, and that automatically tells us that culture is important to them. Um, and, you know, in order to build a culture, um, a, a great, healthy culture, you have to have people who um, it's just as equally important to them. Um, so that's one of the ways that, you know, we, we really make sure that um, culture is sort of at the centre of everybody who we bring in, because, you know, it has to be sort of a whole team thing rather than just something that, um, you know, we drum home. It's never going to work if it's just sort of the talent team or the people team saying, we need to do this to build our culture. It just doesn't work like that, does it? No, absolutely not. And we keep talking about culture. Let's talk talk about the BBNK culture. What's it like? How do you uh, how do you picture it? Cool. So I think in order to describe our culture, you actually have to split this question sort of into two. Like we have the um, people who make up our culture and the environment that makes up our culture. So the people that um that make up our culture, um, you know, I think the best way to sort of look at that is our cultural values because. Every single person in our, our business really um, sort of has all of our cultural values. Otherwise, they um, aren't successful within the business. So our cultural values are problem solvers. Um, we deliver results. We have team players and we're ambitious. Um, and, you know, out of the 160 people that we have in the business, you'll be able to pick any single one of them and be able to anyone within the business to be able to pick any single one of them and really be able to say at least a few things of each of those cultural values and explain how they add to them. So that again is showing that, you know, all of our um, employees are cultural culture ads rather than just culture fits. Um, so that's important. Like it's important that we are all on the same page when it comes to, you know, who we are as a business and, and what really what we stand for. Um, but also it's not just a one way sort of one way thing. It doesn't just happen with individuals. It also comes down to us as a business as a whole. Um, and really do we provide employees with the right environment to be able to show these values in their like day to day work. Um, and I think that's also like a, an interesting um, you know, thick topic to cover when looking at sort of what our culture is, because as a business, um, you know, we really trust our employees um, so to sort of um, have, take ownership of their role and really, um, you know, make the most of it. And, you know, we're not here to babysit. We don't, we're not here to really tell people what to do. We trust employees that they are going to bring all their skills and tools to the table and ask questions when they need to and ask for help when they need to, which is completely fine. And, um, you know, we don't expect people to be experts and just sort of try their best. But also, um, you know, we provide uh, an environment where it's okay to be open and honest. Um, you know, one of, a good example of this is all hands. So we have all hands every two weeks. Um, and this isn't just to paint a rosy picture of the business um, and sort of sweep things under the carpet, not at all. Um, we're fortunate in the fact that, you know, the business is in a really good place. And so there's often is lots of great things to talk about. Um, but, it, you know, it is also there to talk about things that maybe haven't gone right. Maybe, you know, the business got some bugs or um, things haven't gone right in terms of um, marketing wasn't successful or something like that. That's just topics I've pulled from the top of my head, not necessarily real examples. Um, but, you know, th this again speaks to our culture. So we don't say these things because we think people are going to get scared off. But we say these things because, you know, our, our employees are 
problem solvers they see these problems and we want people to sort of see it as a healthy challenge okay what can we do next time um to stop these things how are we going to improve how are we going to take the business to the next level how are we going to um prevent um you know work together to prevent um something like this happening again um and i think that also builds a healthy culture doesn't it because you know we're not just working within separate teams we're working within you know all hands is obviously everyone in the business the entire business comes together to make sure we can sort of do better going forward and i think sort of being transparent as a business allows um individuals to be transparent you know in a very fast-paced environment it's important that people feel that they can make mistakes but put their hands up and say okay i made a mistake how are we going to fix it um so having that action that bias to action um but that has to happen as a whole company and really top level as well in order for individuals to feel that they can be fully transparent too um yeah and i would also say sort of as a business um we um sort of our culture and this is probably the most important thing we are um customer obsessed um and i think that has to be um you know something very important um when we are dealing with obviously merchants on a on a daily basis and i was actually in barcelona um a few weeks ago at a at a commercial event and it was probably one of the biggest things that came of it for me was i could not believe how all of our merchants um and all of our clients were saying that it's one of the biggest things that stands out for them um is how sort of you know they need to speak to us they don't speak to a bot they don't they don't you know they aren't on the phone for hours trying to get hold of someone um there's always someone great amazing with fantastic knowledge who's friendly who wants to speak to you just a phone call or an email away um so i think you know customer success and uh, obsessed and people obsessed um also sort of comes in there too and where does this emphasis on culture come from from being bbnk because the reason i asked that is that companies it's, in, it's always interesting to where where and when companies think right this needs to be something we talk about or think about or create um because sometimes companies get to a certain size even 50 people and they're like oh right hang on we need to what's our culture we need to work out what that is um but is this something that's always been there or is this something that has evolved or where, where's it come from yeah it's definitely something that's always been there um i think from from day one it's been very apparent that we are a um people first business um and that's been sort of super important from day one but obviously it evolves i mean you know going from sort of startup to scale up you, you, your your culture has to evolve um and if it doesn't then i you're doing something wrong <laughs> um or you weren't in the proper startup phase like you know proper startup phase you don't have many things in place or in process um and so your culture is going to be very different to what it is today like an example of that would be would be process um policies sorry so you know in the very startup phase you don't have many policies in place but that's fine people know what to expect by that you know they know they're coming into a business that actually you know they don't have things like necessarily like maternity policies in place because um you know your business of 30 people and that's not necessarily you know a priority at that point but now we're 160 people um and it has become a priority and i think bbnk has been, is incredibly good at listening to what our employees need um and sort of um also sort of understanding where we are getting to as a business and and what comes with that so you know doing things like um putting really good maternity and paternity um or caregiver policies in place um and not just doing the statutory minimum but doing more than that because and i you know 
that also comes to culture that we don't just do like bare minimum of what we have to to look after like our employees that's definitely something that we go above and beyond to make sure that we're not just like looking after but also showing that we've got your best interest at heart and you know we've got you um so i think culture um has always come first from day one but of course it's evolved um as we've grown and that you know seeing culture in different ways um has, is becoming increasingly apparent but only for the better <laughs> gotcha absolutely and how how do we keep this going how have you kept this going um as you've grown in headcount and demand and how can it be maintained as you you know go off into the stratosphere in 2023 mm. so um i mean to keep i would say it's almost um not getting easier but as our brand is getting more known and as you know we, we are um getting ourselves out there a little bit more we've got sort of series a and um, you know our reputation is just increasing by the day you know we're getting more incoming applications um and people are sort of reaching out to us to see if we have any job opportunities um and they see us as a really great business to work at. and i think that does help you know that allows us to get really top quality candidates coming to us to um for a role and i think you know that does help sort of speed things up a bit um you know just an example of that is between july and september we had 4000 incoming applications which when i got all this bigger i literally couldn't believe it i mean sort of a year ago or six months ago we were not even sort of a quarter of that so that just gives an idea of sort of you know the incoming applications that we're having now which is amazing to see and that really allows us to make sure we are finding the perfect person for each position um and with that you know we we have really great hiring managers who um you know who really know what they're looking for now and um that also helps you know that does speed things up a bit they when you know when our hiring managers know what they're looking for it makes our job easier because they have got sort of quite um a good criteria of what um what to expect so um yeah i mean we're obviously always um our team's growing always developing um always looking for different ways we can do things we as a talent team we always have um weekly meetings to see um not so to make sure we're not settling to make sure we're taking like our team to the next level what else can we be doing how can we reaching different candidates um how can we be making sure that we are 100% inclusive like these are all important things that um we're under no illusion that we've got things completely waxed and we're doing things perfectly like we never will be we we'll always can improve on certain things but i think that's what makes our team you know really great is that we are making sure that we are always improving rather than just settling and being like okay cool we've got incoming applications coming in now let's just sit back and see what we what comes towards us um you know it does take a lot of our work too to make sure we're also reaching the right um type of candidate of course, and and when we get to this hiring process, what what does this act tangibly? How does this look? How we how we using this culture to and how 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 we implementing that in the hiring process? Yeah, so our hiring process is so um, candidates will always speak to a member of the talent team first. Um, that's always the first stage, um, and I never really like to use the word interview. Like I don't really want it to be sort of so strict i always just call it a chat and um, and it is really a chat it's just you know a chat 
so that we can get to understand them a bit more and they can equally as importantly get to know us a bit more um, and really what we have to offer too. So that's always the first stage. Um, and then they will speak to hiring managers um, and then they'll speak to um, a member of a member of our executive team. Um, but they'll always speak to sort of um, a diverse range of um, employees. So whether that be, um, you know, people from all around the world, sort of a mix between males and females, um, to make sure that we are sort of giving a whole view of the business, but also, you know, it's nice for them to sort of speak to different people. Um, and then they will always speak to an executive um, at the end. So whether that be sort of um, our CEO, CRO, CPO, um, that's always the last stage. Um, and that's something that we implemented about six months ago. Um, and it's something that we've seen sort of hugely great results from um, both ways. I think it's really nice for candidates to um, feel um, I mean, not feel, but they have buy-in from the executives. I mean, like to have a conversation with the CEO before you've even joined the business is um, incredible. Like that's not something that a lot of businesses do. Um, and it also shows, you know, the importance that BBNK places on our talent um, and, you know, the people coming into the business. Um, but also, you know, sort of the flip side to that is that, so, um, you know, our, our executives um, have, have a, an opportunity to meet the people before they come into business. And they also get a say as to whether they think they're going to sort of and fit into the culture correctly or not. Um, so yeah, it really shows that you know we have um, sort of buy-in from every stage of um, sort of the the business org chart. And how often have you got to that final stage, um, and it, the, the person turns out to be not right for the business? And the reason I ask that, I imagine that if that did happen, if you've got a hire manager who's put them through their paces and they really like someone, actually gets to the final stage and they're actually, oh no, I'm not sure if this is going to be right. How often has that happened? Um, not often. Uh, we now sort of we we know um, the hiring managers and executives. We we sort of know who they're going to like and who they're not going to like. So it doesn't it doesn't often happen. And I think that um, also our executives trust the process too. They trust that their hiring managers know what they're looking for in their team, and that goes a long way too. Um, often, I mean not often it doesn't happen often but if there there ever was that situation it's because it's more strategic so like you know they might speak to someone and um and they realize that actually um you know that's not quite the role that it was envisioned for um this, this point in time so there's never really a situation where our executives are like don't know what you're thinking here definitely not the right fit for the role that's not the case it's, it's only really if there it's a strategic decision where it's not the right time or um we need someone with slightly different skill set or something like that but mostly um yeah executives really trust that our hiring managers know what they're doing um and know what they're looking for in their team yeah good well a well well oiled machine it sounds like and what, what type of feedback are you getting from candidates throughout this process um we yeah we do have great feedback. Um, it's one of the nicest sort of things when you get nice feedback from candidates, isn't it? Um, I think, you know, as, as, as a talent team, it's your number one aim, isn't it? To make sure that every person that you speak to or interact with, you are leaving with a positive experience. Um, it's not always possible. Um, you know, it's never nice to reject candidates. But I think there are certain things that you can do to um, make sure that you're giving as positive as possible experience um, as you can. For example, like, 
just being generally interested in the person that you're speaking to. You know, it's very rare that, in fact, I don't think I've ever gotten to an interview um, and started sort of, or chat and started to speak to them about um, BVNK or their previous experience within the first five minutes. Like usually the first five to 10 minutes, it's more of just like getting to know them a bit better, chatting about their family, chatting about their weekend, chatting about their week. Um, and I think two things come from that. You get to know them a bit better and not in sort of a very formal you know, way. You're really getting to know um, what they're like as people, but also it sort of chills them out a bit too. You know, they realize actually this isn't going to be a formal thing. They, this is just a chat. This isn't something they have to stress about. And that sort of sets the tone for the rest of the conversation. So, um, you know, they also feel better about that, don't they? they? They feel that, oh, that was actually quite nice. That wasn't a really stressful half an hour. Um, the other thing that I think is important to sort of make sure that you are giving people a positive experience, even when you are rejecting someone, is giving proper feedback. Um, you know, especially if they've gone through a few steps of the process. Like, it's really important that you don't just give sort of a generic, um, sorry, you didn't sort of make it to the next step, but really exactly why. Um, I know, you know, when you're speaking to sort of 100 people a week, it's not always the easiest thing to do, but it does make such a difference. And, you know, you have to understand that um, the, the people that you're interviewing, this is an exhausting and tiring process for them too. Um, and it's sort of the least you can do from, from your side. Um, and I think sort of the final thing is to realize that actually you're not the only one doing the assessing here. They're also coming onto these chats and assessing you too and the business and, you know, what you are like as a person. And if you come on and you're sort of a bit grumpy and you've had a bad day or you're tired um, and you're not sort of representing the business very well, then, you know, that, that that's also, firstly, it's not going to provide them with a very good um, sort of um, idea of what you are as a business, but also they're not going to feel very positive about how the chat's gone either, you know, if you sit there with a, a blank face. And um, so I think it's also important to realize that they're also sort of watching you to see how, you know, you are in the interview, if you've got enthusiasm, if you're ambitious, if you um, are excited about the opportunities that the business presents, and that also sort of, um, you know, comes across positively as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell us about the culture manual. The culture manual, yes. So, I mean, this is something that, um, when implemented, sort of got a bit of mixed reactions. Um, but I think, you know, people sort of thought, like, how can you put a culture into words? And, and it's true. Like, it's definitely something that when um, it, when sort of someone said that they were putting together a culture manual, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know, even know where you'd start with that. But actually, then you put down our values in writing and you, and you sort of think, oh, yeah, that does speak true to sort of everyone within the business. Um, so I think what it does is it actually um, encapsulates who we are as a business in words. Um, and, you know, it is quite broad. Um, like our values are quite broad because we do have a huge really diverse um you know workforce um and a sort of range of employees and that's amazing that's what that's something that builds our, our culture but um our cultural manual what it really does is it sort of puts into words who we are and holds us accountable um so you know being transparent and, and being ambitious and being team players and that happens from you know holding everyone accountable from the top down uh, well not really top down but you know what i mean for everyone across the board um so um yeah there's there um it basically puts into words who we are um but we call it sort of a cultural manual 
Fantastic. And how do we maintain such proud, solid and understandable boundaries around our culture, yet we still make sure our process, our hiring, our environment, it's an inclusive one, it's a transformative one. How do we do that? Mm. I think, uh, like you said earlier, you're a well-oiled machine. And I think that also is one of the ways that we do it. We put in good processes. Um, and, and processes are important. It allows us to do things quite quickly um, without really having to think about it. So, for example, when a hiring manager says they like who they just interviewed, we know what the next step is without even having to think about it. Um, and that does that really does sort of speed things up because um, you're not having to ask people what to do next. You can just take the initiative and do it. Um, so that's one thing. I think the next thing is uh, bringing on the right hiring managers. So bringing on hiring managers who are inclusive, who um, have sort of the right vision, who um, know what they want to know, the type of person who they want to bring into the team. Um, you know, you, you then trust that if, if they say yes, that, you know, that's a yes. You don't have to sort of double down and question. You just, as, as I said earlier, sort of take what they have said, take that yes and, and move on to the next step and really, um they have an understanding for the business and the culture too um and i think sort of an, another one sort of outside of culture is reference checks like we do reference checks after so we will offer but our, all of our offers will be subject to reference checks um and that's really to make sure that you know their previous companies have also seen the traits that we're looking for as well so all the traits that we've been looking for in the hiring process whether that be ambitious or team player whatever it is um that that those have been noticeable traits of their previous employers as well um so yeah those are just a few ways that um we sort of try and do things as quickly as we can but efficiently um and making sure we're getting all the details that we need to make sure we haven't missed anything um while being quick and how, how do you, how, the final question really, how do you assess continuously that things are working? Mm. So I think there's a few ways. Um, my favourite way is referrals. So as a company, we get a lot of referrals. Um, and that really speaks to the fact that people like working for us and they are happy for, you know, other people to come, that they know come work for us as well. Like I wouldn't want one of my friends to come and work somewhere where I didn't like you know so that that really speaks true to the fact that our employees are happy and that they like working here um and they can also see the need for um other people to come work here too so that's great um but also you know um just to sort of I think it's also important to get tangible data on that as well so we do do things like surveys um and action on them and that's really important like it's one thing doing these sort of um satisfaction surveys at work but then if you don't do anything then that's pretty pointless so doing those surveys and then um actioning on any points that um that have come up and we make sure that all those surveys are completely anonymous um and um you know to get as honest feedback as possible um, and then there's just sort of like little things like our greenhouse um, not greenhouse, sorry, Glassdoor. Um, we have a um, 4.9 star rating on um, Glassdoor, which is great. Um, and we have just um, been awarded on Otter, one of the top 100 um, companies to work for if you want to um, grow within your career. So, I mean, there's lots of sort of um, ways that um, you can see um, that people are happy, that this is a place that you can grow, um, that... Um, you know, people end up having a positive experience um, while working at BB&K. 
Fantastic. Well, it definitely does sound like it's working. So, Isabel, thank you so much for today. If anybody wants to pick your brain about BVNK, maybe come and work with you, I don't know, or just, you know, Absolutely. talk about culture at all. What's the What's the best way for them to reach out to you? You can reach out to me on LinkedIn um, or you can reach out to me on email. Um, I'm sure, can I? Can you attach my email or anything to this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem Perfect. at all. Brilliant. Fanta- fantastic. Isabel, thank you so much for being a part of Talent and Growth. Great. Thank you. Have a great day.